It is time for On The Road again. I'm very honoured to be uh, filling in with a combined Big V and Racing Pulse uh, program today. More more on the plane again today. On the plane again, exactly (laughs) right. And that one man who will be on the plane with us a little later is Froggy Newitt. Craig Froggy Newitt, who is Tasmanian royalty and would be very happy indeed to be back here on Alceston Cup Day. How are you, Froggy? Yeah, very well, thanks. Matty was just asking before we came on, how many Lonnie Cups have you won? Two. Yeah, won two. Um, East Ender a couple of years ago, and I think it's going back about 19 years, and ours is a cello for, for oh, big Peter Moody, boots. who um, he won here and then went and took on Lonro in the Australian Cup. That's I reckon, right. I reckon just Sacello also ran in the Hobart Cup that year. Yeah, he won them both. He won them, yeah, he won he, them both. He won them all, didn't yeah, he? Yeah. Yeah. Nah, he didn't win the Devonport. He, he won the Hobart and, right. Hobart and Launceston. So he was... He was a part of my um, first time that I rode all three in the one year, which no one had ever done, but, um, yeah. And Eastender, didn't he do a bit of a clean sweep as well? Yeah, he done them all. He, he won them all. Um, so he was the second time that I'd won all three three big cups in the one year, which yeah. is, yeah. Hey, um, and he was a big talking point down here, Eastender, and uh, a, a real local champ, and I've got to ask you about the inevitable. You rode against him down at Hobart, and you tried to beat him, you tried to steal the race, but... Uh, you know, we were talking to Colin McNiff and Peter Staples earlier about where does he fit in? How how good is the inevitable compared to, say, Mystic Journey and so on? Uh, look, uh, and we did have this chat in, in Hobart as well before he won down there. But, geez, he's a big story down here, isn't he? Yeah, for a little horse, he's uh, he's got a big reputation. But, um, look, he's pro- I would suggest he's going as better now than he ever has. Mm. And for him to be, I think, a Silver Eagle winner... Early days um, to come back as a seven-year-old and, and be racing as good as he is, albeit he, he's got to take the next step in the All-Star Mile. But um, like you said, I, I've ridden against him his last two on a on a really nice horse, first accused, and I've ridden him twice to try and beat him, and he's give us a towel up both times. But um, could he win the All-Star Mile? It's a big call. He could be very competitive in it. He could be very competitive in it, and you never know if um, if there was high speed in in a race like that, which there normally is. Um, yeah, he could he could get very close. Sharon Chapman's down here, the the world's greatest photographer, and she's been a massive value add for the Tassie Carnival and takes these amazing photos. And she showed Froggy and I some unbelievable photos she took of the inevitable down at the beach, oh, at wow. Seven Mile Beach, the other day. And I reckon that Race of Victoria should probably pay for some of these images as part of their promotion for the All-Star Mile because the most inclusive horse in the All-Star Mile about, you know, the battlers being able to win is, is the inevitable and those photos, you've got to see them, Felgate, they're the most beautiful photos you've ever seen so hopefully they'll be part of some marketing for the All-Star Mile as we get closer. Hopefully the horse wins today of course, but um, yeah no, great images of, of the little horse. I'm sure you'll be winning today, uh, all going well and then it'll build the profile and build the anticipation for the All-Star Mile. Um, you've got a, a big book as you should have here. Froggy, how often are you bouncing back to Tasmania? Is it just major days? Because I know there was a period that you were you were doing the fly-in fly-out most weekends, weren't you? Yeah, if I haven't, if I haven't got a lot back home um, race-wise or if I haven't got soccer or little athletics to go to, <laughs> which is very rare, um, yeah, I'm more than happy to come back and just fly in and fly out for the day. I come back sort of middle of winter. They um, they had the Deloraine Cup meeting, which is where I'm from. It was held here, and they um, for the first year last year they um, had a race in honour of my old man. Mm. So 
I'll be making the yearly trip back for that every year. So um, yeah, there'll be quite a few, quite a few occasions I'll be back. We were just sitting on a bench before, and an old guy came up and edged his way towards Froggy and said, "I, I watched your story on dot com the other day, the one that goes back a few years." And he said, "I, I had tears in my mm. eyes." And uh, that story that you you paid tribute to your old man, and uh, it was around the time of Light Fantastic and Mick Price, and you spoke so well. It, it's it's been uh, it's been an ama- it was an amazing documentary and it still resonates today with people and I'm sure a lot of people still come up to you and talk about that. Yeah, they do. Racing uh, Racing dot com give it a good run on the uh, on the channel. So it um, yeah, it's sort of reoccurring thing. But um, yeah, it was a good story, well put together. How much do you think the the Tasmanian racing scene has improved? How much has it in the last few years? It seems like we are getting a better quality of horse come out of Tasmania, especially the top end that is more than capable of competing with mainland horses. Yeah, absolutely. The breeding industry here is only getting bigger and bigger and I think they had they had a really good sale again a couple of days ago. So I think I think they worked it out. There's a number of years previous gone that there's there's been at least one good horse come out of it. Mm. So um you uh you're paying a tenth of the price of what the other big sales are and you're um yeah you, it's like winning the lottery basically hey um just back to the kids in little athletics and soccer and that you, i reckon you would have been a nuggety little you were a good little footballer i, I remember that story uh, you got four colts how do they how do they, three four five five <laughs> i'm always one short i always think he's got heaps don't I'll worry say mate four. i forget all the time <laughs> how, how are they um how do they go at the little outs and the soccer yeah uh my eldest one Noah. he's uh he's into basketball he um he's 13 and filled in for the under 18s last night is he, so um no offense, yeah, but is, he, is he taller than his old man he's got me covered already right yeah no he's got a got a bit of height about him he probably hasn't really had his growth spurt yet so he might be a chance to to go all the way there, and um, then we've got Chase, who's right into his soccer on a on a uh, Sunday, and then the the next two little ones they're they're little athletics. So any speed there? So the track work um, Saturday mornings went out the window, and I'm at little athletics from seven to about eleven o'clock when I've got to leave for the races. I reckon they'd be able to dash up a quick hundred metres, wouldn't they? Yeah, they're very very they're like little quarter horses. They go <laughs> they go very quick. Very quick and then stop quick, just as quick. <laughs> is there is there any any interest in riding? Horses? Rain, the five year old. Yeah. He's uh, he's got his his own pony and uh, yeah, the race gear goes missing quite often and it's uh, it's about our only only form of bribery with him that um, if he doesn't do as he behaves, he um, he gets his race gear taken off him. So he's right into it. <laughs> when when you returned from Tassie back to Victoria, you you chose Point Cook. I know you've got some interesting neighbours. Uh, Hong Kong Hutchie's just around the corner and Matt Hill's not far away. Other than that rotten road work that's never-ending uh, as you get towards Melbourne, it's a really great pivotal... Because you ride everywhere and it, it's very central to, for you to go east and west, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Well, we're pretty much near the near the zoo there at Werribee, so it's right, right on the freeway. And I've got my sister and mother just around the corner, so the babysitters are on hand as soon as we want them. And, yeah, because I ride quite often and... It uh, it's just easy access to the freeway and straight on it. Hey, just touching on your children for a second, we had an interesting discussion the other day about trying to get that next generation um, interested and maybe, uh, I suppose, exposed to racing, the love of the animal as well. What's 
your friends, your kids' friends like? Is there any awareness of racing? Is there any pushback um, from you know the animal welfare side? Have you? Have and, you the, and the primary schools? Yeah, have yeah, you got none. any sight? No, none. They um, they ask me what I do after spring carnivals finish. They yeah. don't even realise that the racing goes all all the way through the year. But um, I think I think New South Wales has really got got going with the with the little pony sprints that they've been having at the races and Queensland do it as well so it's probably something that Racing Victoria could look into yeah it's that trying to tap into the next generation yeah. which I think is it probably wasn't even um well Froggy's got enough kids that they they are basically the next generation well, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> hey I'm going to ask you about your rides on Launceston Cup Day but uh the barrier draw for Lofty Strike uh, came out about half an hour ago uh, gee, it's a cracking Oakley plate, but I'm tipping you'd be pretty happy. Barrier 11 for the big boy. Yeah, very happy. Um, haven't seen the draw yet, but for, for him, um, that's perfect. Sort of middle of the outside, I wanted to draw, so he'll um, he'll sit back sort of mid mid to rear of field and give him clear room from the uh, from the four five hundred, and I'm sure he's going to be right in the finish. What's he got there, Falco? 52, lofty strike, 53. Oh, 51, he would have been unbeatable, I reckon. 53, um, I'm not sure what the maximum, minimum, but he's a star cult like him who's come back bigger than better than ever. There's there's a lot of history that says they're the sort of horses that win Oakley plates. Yep, absolutely. He's uh, he sort of little bit fits the criteria that when I won on uh, Snitzel, yep. when I won the Oakley plate on Snitzel, he... Um, you didn't get he, a breeding... Um, yeah, you didn't get a little 5% or, uh, for breeding rights, did you? No, I didn't uh, <laughs> Didn't get one, unfortunately. His owner went went by the wayside, but... Um, <laughs> he did too. <laughs> but, um, no, look, he's uh, he's a high-class colt, so 53 on his back, he ain't going to know himself. And his work yesterday morning was... A far lot better than what it was going into the Rubicon. Mm. So that has he fit, really tightened up? That, yeah, he has. Yeah. He yeah. he came off the track yesterday morning, wouldn't have blown a candle out. His, we went into his first up run thinking there was good improvement there, and he's taken that. So uh, he's going to need to. It's a it's a really good field, but um, I think with even luck, he's going to be in the finish. Froggy, I'm watching the jockeys walk in, and they always walk in dressed to the nines. You're sort of dressed almost like the clerk of the course here, basically, with that jacket on, but so many females walking in, and I don't, you know, when you were dominating down here as an apprentice, and it's been a swept the world, basically, the female jockeys, and certainly, you know, Bev Buckingham started it all those years ago. It's, uh, this is as um, evenly balanced, male to female as, as any um, any jockey jurisdiction in Australia, really, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, for quite a while now, Tassie's always been very popular with the female riders um, for whatever reason that is I'm not sure but I, I haven't even looked today but I would suggest there'd be no less than probably 10 female riders here today so they probably nearly outweigh the, the men yep what's the secret to riding this uh, Launceston course it's a beautiful track this it um, the only the only little downfall is when it gets when it does firm up it can get a little bit leaderish which it looked like it was here on Sunday but um, hopefully they've uh, Got it. Got plenty of juice in it, and I'm sure if it races even, should have a good day. What about Dark Dream? I reckon he's a floater. You're going to have to pull out an ace ride to get him to actually win. I reckon rather than just be, you know, a top five or six finisher. Yeah, I think, I think I know how to ride him. I've only had the one spin on him, and they wanted me to sort of give him room early enough and put him into the race. And if anything, I probably got flushed out a furlong early, and he went. He went a lot quicker than I thought he was going to. So if he had drawn a barrier, um, 
because most of those horses there today, the chances they're, they're going to be sort of first sort of half a dozen, like Military Mission, Aurora Symphony. They're drawing one and three. They're going to be right up on the speed and and in a nice spot early. Spirit Ridge is probably one I could probably try and follow, but if I can uh, if I can get him into the race at the right time and not produce him too early. I think I think he's got a good enough turn of foot. He, he'll be in the finish. Yeah, you've got rides everywhere today. Uh, if you got, are there two or three? When you walked into the gate, were there two or three that you thought, oh, this is this is it for me today? These are the real ones today. Yeah, well, these these sort of races, um, most people know that I'm coming for, so they try and get in a bit early. And um, Barry Baker rang me, I reckon, a good three weeks ago for the one in the first. Mm. He uh, he gave me a really good push for it. He said it's going really good and. Looking at its replays, it's got serious ability, but does do a few things wrong at the gate. So if we can overcome that and not uh, give them too big a head start um, in what looks a pretty ordinary race, we should be able to kick the day off with a winner. It's first up, so yeah. he must be... In, yeah, he's uh, pretty happy yeah, with it. Yeah. Well, that's a good push. Um, in fact, any, so good that I'm picking any, up my phone. Anything else on uh, on Saturday at Corf, uh, Corfield, at uh, Sandown? Just on that. Uh, we had an SMS asking before, is the entire meeting on um, Lakeside or is it just the Blue Diamond on, on Saturday? So um, it, it, is, it is just the Blue Diamond that is going to be run on... Uh, sorry, it's on the hillside, isn't it? Um, There's two 1400s on the Lakeside and I, I'm trying to work out why. Why they're not on hillside? Well, yeah, I don't know. Do you, how much of a difference is there from a jockey perspective of riding the two... Lakeside Hillside at Sandown. Massive difference. Yeah. Yeah, it's a massive difference. It'll um Well one's the best track in Australia and the other one's a leader's track. Correct. So the Lakeside meeting, the only race that is on the hillside is um is the the Blue Diamond, isn't it? I've got to double check that. Uh Lakely Plate. Uh, that's sorry, the Oakley Plate, because I've got the the yeah, move of the winning shoes. So are you happier to have the Oakley Plate on the bigger track? Absolutely, mm. um, because the 1100 metres start, you, you'd pretty much be starting on a corner. Yep. So I think they made the right move there. Um, you haven't got a ride in the diamond, have you? Yeah, Chris Wallace, Philly, which I was oh, very Cigar excited Flick. to ride, but she's drawn, she's drawn a barrier in Dandenong, so yes. <laughs> she's going to need a hell of a lot of luck, but I think knowing the way Chris likes his horses ridden when they draw wide, she will be back and hopefully running on very strong. I actually, I'd like to. I just get a little bit of clarity. I wouldn't mind from the Melbourne Racing Club about why those two fourteen. They're both Group Threes. Why they? Why they're on the lakeside, not the hillside? Mm. It'd be interesting to find out. Oh, you give them a, a, a text message, and we'll get that across. Our listeners just paid you a nice little tribute. Say, so, um, uh, say good day to Froggy. Froggy was um, my jockey. Um, hang on, where is it? Good morning. Froggy rode my horse Danger Close in 90% of his races, including the Dubden Stakes at Santa, which he won. He's a lovely fella, great rider, and gave our, uh, us owners the biggest thrill we've ever had in racing from Yarra Valley Rod. He was a beauty, that horse. Jason Warren trained him, and uh, from the first time I rode him, I said to Jason, we've got to ride this horse quiet, and he used to look like he'd be giving him an impossible start, but um, he had a really good finish on him. Hey, do you get... I know this is almost like you could do it in your sleep, get up and go to the races, but back in Tassie, full book, Launceston Cup Day, 
Launceston, not Launceston. Yeah. Um, do you are you a bit towy? No, nah, I'm, I'm excited yeah. because I, I think I can ride a winner, and um, yeah, it's a it's a really good day. So hopefully they get a big crowd here for the for the turf club. So yeah, it's a it's it's a good day. Just clarifying, I've just had a look online. So there are three races on the hillside on Saturday. You've got the the Peter Young Stakes over eighteen hundred meters, the Autumn Classic over eighteen hundred meters as well as um, the Oakley Plate. So there are three races um, due to the the 1,800-metre starts that are on the hillside on Saturday. So confirmation there. Uh, Froggy, good luck today, mate. Uh, I know you love coming back to Tasmania and um, showing all the locals uh, the superstar that you are. And, and best of luck also on Saturday with Lofty Strike as well. Thank you very much. Oh, actually, I've got to ask you about this. Uh, an owner, oh, I don't know if it's an owner, said Rekindled Express Mooney Valley on Friday night has been looking quite good. Do you know much about this galloper uh, at the valley on Friday night? Who said that? <laughs> an, an SMS came through. He, uh, he, he's a love, on, we've unearthed one. He's here. a lovely horse who I've done a fair bit of work on this prep. He's trialled up really well and um, 1,200's probably just going to be a shy touch of him. But what barrier did he draw? I'll tell you. Hang on. Let me have a look here. Um, what barrier do you want? Inside somewhere. Eight. Yeah. he He's a horse that I thought if he drew a good gate round Mooney Valley, he's got enough speed, he might be able to sit just in behind the speed. But from barrier eight, he's probably going to need a little bit of luck, but the horse is going really well. Now, listeners, don't miss anything, Matty. You should have seen... I'm uh, not missing uh, anything either. I'm just having a bit on, on the Froggy's first... I'm just a bit on the first... First at uh, Long uh, Well, we'll take a break. Let you get your bets on. Uh, Froggy, best of luck today, mate. Great to see you. Thanks very much. Good on you, Froggy.